grab a hot drink and turn up the volume. It's time for Morning Jolt with Sister Ignatia. Once a month, Kyle heads over to Forteza Coffee for a chat with coffee aficionado Sister Ignatia Henneberry from the Sisters of St. Francis of Perpetual Adoration. Wake up! Welcome to Morning Jolt with Sister Ignatia Henneberry. I'm Kyle Hyman here with Sister at Forteza. Uh, you're sitting right beside the Christmas tree. I should probably get a picture of that. Oh, to, definitely. To and the, the dog underneath. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a fake, fake dog. <laughs> fake dog, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, sister, what are some things, maybe before we get to what you're, mm. you currently do for Christmas, what are some Christmas memories from growing up? Oh, well, I loved getting together with my family. and We always made sure that all my aunts, cousins came to our house for the most part when I was younger. And I guess Christmas was a huge, um, just like munchy finger food. Everyone just being together all day. I don't know if there's different camps of present opening as well. I don't know. Are you in that battle of like, does everyone pay attention to one person as they open one present? Right. Or does everyone just open up all their presents? So my family was of the camp, like we take turns. Uh Uh-huh. One so it time. took every all day. Yeah. It took all day. <laughs> so <laughs> um, we always did the vigil mass the night before, uh-huh. and then the whole waking up stockings. Like, like up. late night, mid- midnight mass? No, or we tried the, that okay. one year, <laughs> and no one stayed awake <laughs> for the mass. <laughs> like, we were at mass. We yeah. just like weren't awake. Uh, <laughs> so, so we tried. I have come to appreciate it as a sister, but uh-huh. I go to bed before midnight mass, <laughs> and then I wake up. Yeah. But yeah, we'd always do yeah the advent calendar leading up to it, and then vigil mass together, uh, and then just spending like all day. Okay. Together. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Any favorite like Christmas snacks? Oh, yeah. Candies. So I don't pie, know how, are you familiar cookie. with like Italian cookies? Uh, I not not enough. So, apparently not. So there's <laughs> <laughs> I don't so, know where this is going. Um, so they're uh pizzas or there's people that say it differently pizza pizzas, pizzas, I don't know. Okay. So I say pizzas. So I have a she since passed away but a great aunt. Uh-huh who always takes a special, like almost like a waffle iron thing. And okay, they're just like sure. really thin, yeah, yeah, like almost like a light vanilla kind of cookie. Uh-huh. So she'd make them and then my, my grandmother would bring them in a shoe box. That's how <laughs> they would be <laughs> transported. <laughs> we like, never thought that was odd. We're just like, oh, th- yeah, the, shoe the shoe box, box is, is here. <laughs> so there's <laughs> cookies inside. Uh, so yeah, so she would always make those cookies and then these um, little round lemon Italian cookies as well, which I intend to make this year, I think, too. So just like a simple cookie with a little icing over it. Mm -hmm. And then those are the sweet things. And then pigs in a blanket with like real sausage. Not None of this like Oscar Minor Wiener stuff. Uh-huh. We didn't do that. It was like a real sausage, Italian like, sausage. Like that you buy from a butcher or something like that? Yeah, we had a, yeah, we had like a grocery, oh, a local grocery store that sold like good uh-huh. Italian sausage. So yeah. Just like snack all day on that stuff. So now as a sister, <laughs> do you miss those things? You know, like... that doesn't yeah. sound too typical of a Christmas meal. True. Yeah. I remember... So as a... In our first year, when we go home, we go home as a postulant. So that's kind of like... Well, our like last Christmas. But you spend all huh. this time as a postulant preparing for Christmas with the sisters and in Advent. So then by the time I go home, like... I've already started this like transformation. How I've been like spiritually preparing for Christmas is different. So then like 
I still like all those things that my family does. I don't know, like how I've grown to understand Christmas has changed. You appreciate it, yeah. but you don't miss it. Yeah. Well, it's a, I guess I'd like miss it, but I wouldn't trade yeah. it. I, I wouldn't oh, okay. like trade. That's, yeah. Yeah. Because I can have that time with my family when I do go home and still be immersed more so with my sisters yeah. in the mystery of Christmas. And not to say that my my family is like, they're not like pagans or anything or, you know, I mean, like the spiritual side of Christmas was there. It's just not, you just can experience it differently within religious life, I guess. Sure. sure. Yeah. When you've given your life completely to that and that there's a different level of commitment or a different level yeah. of availability for it yes. too. Yeah. Like I you're would. not, you're not torn of like, I also have to work a secular job or, right. you know, I also have to make sure my kids get to school on <laughs> yeah. time. Yeah. You can really kind of focus on yeah. the mission that God's given you. Exactly. So what are some things that you did Let's, as a postulant? What are some things that you did to prepare for Christmas? Um, so that, as that maybe you're like, oh, this is different. I haven't this done is different. this before. In the novitiate, we did this tradition, which I guess is a common tradition too, but in families with like small kids sometimes. But our novice mistress would, we had this like little nativity set up with a crib, a little tiny crib, and then this little kind of basket with little pieces of straw in it. Uh-huh. And then each day, I think there was a little kind of meditation, and then we'd like just as we would pass by it individually, just like as the day went on, we just kind of maybe read it, the meditation, and then just add a piece of straw to the crib okay, as like an offering that we're making to Jesus to kind of prepare room for him in our hearts. Uh-huh. So that was just helpful for me to have this like tangible way of like, okay, yeah, I knew this was what Advent was about, but now like I'm being reminded of it. I'm kind of offering something to make room for Jesus. Sure. So that was special. Yeah, the tradition of Midnight Mass, like, was not, that wasn't part of my growing up. So, like, preparing the first three years were always, like, in the choir. So, you're, like, learning all of these songs, some of them I had never heard before. Uh Like, some, like, older, maybe, hymns and things. Um, Had you been in a choir before? No. Okay. (laughs) Not at all. (laughs) So, so we say, like, you always, you learn to sing. Yeah. (laughs) So... Um, There's a difference between learning to sing and learning to sing in, in harmony and in, in multiple parts. And Yeah. Yeah. It's also helpful, side note, that like, oh, my voice isn't like weird. It's not wrong. I'm just an alto and that's okay. Right. Like, <laughs> I can't worked. hit that range. That's right. not for me. Yeah. So accepted that. Yeah. Um, and then the experience <laughs> of Advent too, just, I mean, it's more than just like we have the Advent calendar and that sort of thing, but like really understanding how the liturgy is set up, experiencing the daily readings of Mm -hmm. Advent really helps to understand like we're waiting for Jesus coming in history. Me personally, Mm -hmm. the second coming, he's coming as like a lover of my soul. Like that's how he comes to earth. So Uh like that reality, I guess, yeah, really like unfolded for me, like through the liturgy and being in community, I guess. Yeah. So what are some things that you're doing now? We're, we're in Advent currently. Yeah. What are some things that you're doing as a, a campus minister, maybe either mm-hmm. for yourself or for your community or for the students? Um, now it's the end of the semester. Uh-huh. So I'm trying to be present. I think like being present is a good like Advent Be- spirituality. <laughs> because stresses 
going up as finals are approaching and yeah, things like that? Or? Yeah. Well, I guess like last week, probably more so like just like all the end of the year events and all that stuff and just okay. um, kind of just like part of like the campus life cycle sort mm -hmm. of. So I guess it's more a little more of a struggle now to like remember continually re remembering that it's Advent. It's a time of preparation, mm -hmm. that sort of thing. On campus, I did... So you've been having a living nativity uh, at, after St. Francis, depiction of the nativity in Greccio. I mixed it up a little bit this year okay. <laughs> to make it a little more like Adventy. Um, we have a beautiful choir, so they like did a few like carols. So we did mimicked kind of like the lessons and carols, and then yeah, I guess for myself, I think I once semester ends, I'll try to add like an actual Advent kind of book, spiritual reading. Okay, but. Right now, I've just been taking the daily readings and just trying to remember them throughout the day. Like, I love Isaiah. Like, uh -huh. I could just read that and tell, be fine. <laughs> tell me about Isaiah. Oh, yeah. Well, even the first chapter. So, some people might know this, but, like, when St. Francis developed the first nativity scene mm -hmm. um, to depict what took place in Bethlehem as best he could, he had an uh, chosen oxen and ass to be in the scene. Mm -hmm. And that's because of Isaiah chapter one. And it says the master comes and even the ox and the ass recognize the cradle of their master. So although oh. all of the people that he's come to see don't recognize him, don't pay attention to him, mm -hmm. like even the meanest and basest of beasts recognize him and pay him homage so okay. chapter one of isaiah says that but then as you get into 25 it's the bank the heavenly wedding feast um choice wines and meats and then 43 is one of my favorites too just um god's love for israel and just like learning that lesson like i'm i'm israel in this story that that's why he has come he's come to save us he's come to I think 43 has some phrases like, um, I've traded nations for you. I've redeemed you because I love you. Um, so yeah, some really just like tender stuff. And is it the same readings every year for Advent of those Old Testament readings? Or do they, are they go with the cycle of every three years? Mm, the Sundays go through a cycle, but I believe the daily readings are the same every okay. year. I think that's true. They, they don't have a one and two year cycle for the daily readings, I believe. Okay. Yeah. So this is something that you've been doing for a while, reflecting on these readings, especially in Advent. Yeah. Yeah. I guess the same readings every year, I yeah. guess. I didn't, didn't think about that, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when did you start doing that? As a postulant? Or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think it just, um, yeah, when we do arrive where you kind of are starting to learn like how to do meditation, like what does that mean? What's praying with the scripture? So I guess then just making that a part of my daily prayer. Okay. Yeah. So before we go, yeah. suggestions or tips for people on how to prepare for Christmas. I think the, the struggle is to get caught up with the this being called the Christmas season outside of the church. And yeah. we can really easily fall into that and not think of it as a time to prepare for Christmas other than wrapping presents. Yeah. So what suggestions would you mm -hmm. have for us to kind of refocus as we yeah. get closer and closer? How do we yeah, I think prepare? There is a balance between being a stick in the mud 
and yeah. preparing. <laughs> <Right>. So like, <laughs> so you might not want to be that person that like it's Advent, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Stop smiling. <laughs> like, okay, that's Advent is still a joyful period of time. So, I mean, I would go to the readings, um, the liturgical uh-huh. readings. Sure. It does help to be able to like hear them in mass and it kind of keeps them in memory. And then if, yeah, if mass isn't necessarily an option, like, yeah, sticking with Isaiah, like to build, because I think it's like building that expectation because we don't have that perspective of waiting for Jesus for thousands of years. Mm-hmm. But that is something that the liturgy is trying to teach us is what that's like. Sure. Um, so, yeah, I would go to the scriptures and then, I don't know, I guess like living, like practicing joy in the present. Yeah, the preparation isn't just like a, it's similar to like heaven. We're not just like, oh, like in some future time, like everything's going to be great and wonderful. Like, yeah, it's going to be really great. But like the preparation for it, like I'm experiencing part of it now. So, yeah, that's why Advent isn't like Lent. You're preparing and you're having a foretaste of what's coming now. Right. So, yeah. And then maybe like starting some Advent traditions in your family. Like, yeah, the whole world's going to be celebrating Christmas for a long time, but uh-huh. you at least and your family can start some Advent traditions. Sure. Yeah. Sure. All right. Well, thank you so much, sister. How was your coffee? Oh, tasty as ever. Oh, good. <laughs> Thanks to Forteza for the coffee. And thank you for joining me, sister. Oh, thanks, Kyle. Happy Advent. Happy Advent. Wake up.